I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram, the Black Therapist Podcast, or you can hit us up on our website and sign up for our mail this at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Also, on our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. You can also email us show suggestions, general feedback, and any ideas that you have for, I don't know, guests at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. So tonight, um, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I told you I was going to try to have some guests on, and I'm attending to kind of master this technology so I figured the easiest way for me to do that was to have somebody to actually know <laughs> on the show in case things screw up and so um, I told him I'm not going to introduce him so I'm going to let him introduce himself Hello, my name is T. Smith the wrong T. Smith that is um, T-E-S-M-I-S I'm from Brooklyn so Smith turns to Smith had it all my life Okay, and tell him a little bit more about about yourself, what do you do? How do you identify yourself? I've been a filmmaker in the business for the last 25, 26 years. Um, in the 90s, I worked in film with uh, the likes of Spike Lee, Steven Spielberg, um, Hype Williams, and um, a, bunch of every other, a little bit of everybody, actually. I shot a documentary called Fade to Black. It was the making of the Black album um, with Jay-Z, so that's out now also. But since then, I've done other stuff. I've uh, directed at Nickelodeon. I've produced at other networks, worked on 106 and Park, uh, you know, pretty much anything in the last 20 years that was popular. I uh, somehow got my, my hands on it. All right, so, so hip-hop, Viacom, BET, MTV, mm-hmm. um, music videos. And I've known you for a really long time because I know you through most of that. Besides that, I have my own podcast called The Smithsonian. That's my F, by the way, The Smithsonian. Um, I have a YouTube channel under my name, T. Smith, and I got a lot of content and things on there. And um, I have a web series, a web miniseries coming out soon called Brooklyn Rain. So that's that. That'll be coming out. Uh, we'll be dropping that. Um, for this purpose, I'm a father. Okay. I'm a single father. I've, I have actually had custody of my son since he was seven months old. He, he's nine now, so he's been, he's been with me ever since he was seven months old. Still, um, mother's still in his life and everything. She just moved out of state, and it was just best that he stayed with me. Okay. And um, so that's where we're at with it right now. So, yeah, I guess I, the best thing I would identify with right now standing here is just as a father. The reason that we decided to do the show today, which... It's kind of like a bonus show because mm-hmm. my goal is to publish shows um, at least twice a month. And I feel like I'm like over that this month. I got like a battery in my back to do shows, which is not a bad thing. I feel like I've been doing uh, more shows than usual this month, which is cool because, I mean, I want to make sure that I'm creating enough content to kind of sustain my schedule of how I want to publish the show or, or put the show out. And so um, kind of recently in the news... <laughs> I've been seeing that people tweeting and like talking on social media about Tyrese putting this video up. And I, you know, I, I don't really follow Tyrese. 
I mean, you know, you being in the industry, me being in the industry, I've kind of met him a few times, just kind of that somebody that I I like in real life. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not against him or anything, but you know how you meet people. I just didn't get the kind of energy that I wanted to. Or I didn't get the, the vibe that I wanted to. And I mean, that's neither here nor there. So I don't, I really wasn't like following the social media chatter or the gossip about what was going on up with him. But I did hear that he was kind of going through some court struggle and there was some sort of restraining order happening with his kid. Um, and I heard something about him flying a banner over her school and like delivering things to her school even though there was a restraining order like just the reports yeah, I, think, I think that day was her birthday or something like that I don't I don't recall but I think it was a birthday or something like that and he, so he wanted to do it big I felt that was kind of I don't know <laughs> so so you know you are a black man. I am a black woman. And just knowing, you know, as somebody who had to navigate co-parenting as a single mother who had, you know, my son's father was, was involved in the process um, his whole life. And, and he still is. But um, just kind of navigating parenting. I never really had to go through the court system, but I, I kind of never understood why. And I still don't. I don't understand why black men don't like the court system, especially because for me, and I'm not sure if you and I have to have this conversation, but for me, I think that what the court is great for doing is enforceable boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if I was a male and I had a baby with somebody that I chose not to be with and the court told me, um, you have $200 a month to give to this kid or $200 a month to give to this week to $200 a week to give to this woman in child support. I know how to budget my money. I know she can't ask me for more than that. I know I'm not ob- obligated to do any more than that. I mean, although what child support is, is like I have a whole nother frame of idea of what child support is because child support is really truly just monthly maintenance of the child. It's not like for his birthday. It's not like school clothes. It's not for like, you know, buying a new J's. It really truly is like monthly maintenance of the child. So part of the child's light bill, because the kid has a light bill, kid has gas bill, kid got to brush his teeth, kid needs food. So really what child support is supposed to be budgeted for is monthly maintenance of the child. But a kid, just like everything else, is a bill. Like I can't even, as, as a woman, I can't afford to wake up and open my eyes and wash my face if my bills ain't paid. And so I never understood why black men have such this negative idea of just being taken to court because if she step out of pocket and she don't give you the kids and she doesn't do whatever she want to do um, or, or she decides to do whatever she want to do in terms of like custodial interference now you have a weapon against her to make sure that she's doing what she needs to do to be co-parenting in a proper way with you I mean what I, I, would, I wouldn't frame it as a weapon per se um <laughs> I would just say that it it um cause we went through court we went through family court um four years so wait so before you even get into that who okay. took who to court I did so you initiated court there. proceedings yeah and I'm not gonna say and, and, and um because me and 
my son's mother, uh, you know, we had, she just had a baby too, so, so he has a little brother, so, you know, we're good, you know what I'm saying? But um, at that time, I just felt it was um, the necessary route to go, and I'm glad I did, unfortunately, you know, given the unfortunate situation, but, you know, I had to go that route because, um, you know, I, I, I'm not one of these guys that could walk the earth not knowing where my child is, what's happening to him, what's going on. I'm like, I need daily, constant, like, you know, exposure to my child. You know, circumstance, you know, I went to went to the courts um, hesitantly. But like you said earlier, it just kind of, it, it does give, it lays the boundaries out for us. Because if I had to, if I had to navigate that whole situation by myself with just her, um, we wasn't in good terms at that time, and um, I don't, I don't think you know, a lot of things would have got accomplished the way that they did. And okay. like I say, I, I'm, I'm saying all of this is with no bad blood, um, no issues, and none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm here to kind of just tell the story to help anybody relate to it. But I'm not here to. Um, talking negatively about my son's mother because we were in love. He, he was definitely made out of love and he's loved by both his parents. Okay. I mean, I respect that. I mean, I, I wasn't a therapist at the time, but I was a friend when you guys were kind of going through some of that. And I know just from my memory, and you could correct me if I'm, you know, overstepping or remembering, remembering anything wrong. I know that once she, she had the baby, you guys were living together. And yeah, what what um, you know what we didn't realize at times she was going through postpartum. Okay, you know what I'm saying so that kind of complicated a lot of things that was going on. Did she seek treatment? Uh, yeah, because that's how we found out that that's what was kind of going on with her. Okay. How educated were you about postpartum depression and like what your responsibility would be as somebody who had a partner who had that? In hindsight, I would have definitely uh, moved different. Okay. I would have moved different. I probably could have even resolved the whole situation a little better. But um, I also like to think that, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen and, and for the reasons it's supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't know what's, why. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what this is going to do long term for my son and, and or what. Um, but he, he's completely loved on both ends. And that whatever issues me and his mother went through, you know, it is between us. But it had nothing to do with him. Okay. And so when you went to court initially, what were you seeking? So funny enough, um, man, I don't know how to explain it without giving the little details. Um, Did you want visitation? Did you want joint custody? Did you want... No, so so what... what Let's just say I had to utilize the court to get him back in my perimeter. Okay, so 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 he was out of state. He was out of state because this is what I'm here. I hear you say. So I had to use the courts to enforce a habeas corpus. um, Look at you! Look, you got a little law degree. I read a book. Four years in court, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent over twenty grand too. But anyway. Okay, so when um, you told your homies, listen, 
this this is not working out. This is I'm going to take her to court. What did you, what did the hood say? What the hood say about it? Um, you know, not for nothing. I mean, people mind their business. So, and, and it was this wasn't something that I was happy to go around telling everybody I'm going to court and doing all this and that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it wasn't as much as like what I think. Um, what I was more concerned about is how my family was going to take it and what they were going to go through. Well, how, you know? how did they take it? Um, you know, everybody's supportive. I mean, I wouldn't be here to this day if it wasn't for my mother and my sister. Um, my whole family, of course, my aunts and my step-pops and my pops and everybody, but specifically my mother and my sister. You know, they, 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 hold, they held me down and they hold me down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so the same way a single mother you know, relies on, you know, our family to get support and all that other stuff. I had to go through all the same things. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, I had I had them at seven months. That's that wasn't like, you know, that was pampers and formula still. Yeah. How involved was she at that, that stage? Um, she had visitation. So, you know, we was going back and forth. We was evening it out. Um, we, we agreed to a schedule and stuck to the schedule and stuff. Okay. You know and so, and so, I'm not going to talk like it was all great, but I mean, like, you know. You made it. We went through, we, we went through our paths and we got to a, a comfortable place. We're co-parenting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, for me, being a single mom, I think it's kind of the norm. Everybody kind of expects that situation. I mean, my my sister and I would joke that whenever whenever we see a black man in the street with their kids, we like, ah. And whenever we see a black woman in the street with her kids, we like, mm. You know, because it's kind of this idea that it's such so hard to to be a single mom. But whenever you see a black man babysitting his kids, that it's cute. And so it's 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 not normalized. Listen, that's not my word. And I don't babysit a rule. I raise him. And so I'm not babysitting. But um, I do have a lot of baby mamas. Um, my family—that's <laughs> what I call my tribe, because it does take it does take a village of people to kind of um, help raise a, a child properly. Um, it does. It really does. Yeah. And so, seeing the situation with Tyrese, like, do you identify a little bit with what he's feeling or what he's kind of displaying? Oh, of course. You know what Tyrese is going through? Um, he's going through. <laughs> what's the name of that uh, Childish Gambino song on his album? Um, is it Baby Boy or whatever? whatever. Um, Baby Boy is Tyrese. That's his movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just easier because um, in the song, you hear a childish song talking about. You know, the girl taking his child away from him and him fighting for him and keep his child in his life. It seems as though the same thing is happening with Tyrese. I don't know the specifics. I don't know the details. I don't know all of that. But I know from what I have observed, he, um, you know, he's definitely going through it. I think the separation from his daughter is doing something mental to him. Um, him being who he is, an artist, um, you know. A, a he has financial means. Um, He's having financial problems too. No, I'm saying he he has financial, yeah, he has means. financial he, means. He's on on the internet crying that he's giving this woman thirteen thousand dollars a month, and so I mean, oh, she's not letting him. See. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's a double edged sword. But but she has a restraining order against him, 
and for what? For what specifically? And, like, and, did he and, assault her? Or? And that pray tell is the issue. So we are not privy to that information, but. I would like to give this woman who I don't know the benefit of the doubt that she's not crazy and that she's not, you know, nuts and that she actually married this man. So at some point she loved him and she bore his child. And if she feels that she needs to protect her daughter from this situation, I'm not understanding what the issue is. And he, according to what I see on social media, according to what he shared, he has um, he has supervised visits. So. He does have supervised visits, but he's saying that he hasn't seen her in two months. And so, I mean, I'm not here to I'm not here to debate the the facts of his case. I don't know anything anything about it. But I I kind of feel like the display that he's putting on now is is perpetuating this idea that if you take your baby mother to court or you take your wife to court or you go after child support of your child, that you're not going to win. And your case shows that that's, I mean, I hate even using the word win. I hate using the word win because that that requires that somebody's a lose, you know, somebody loses in this situation. And, you know, whenever parents come to me for anything, whether it's parenting advice or even marital counseling, if there are children in the union, my goal is always the happiness of the children and co-parenting second and your relationship is last. Because I don't know if you, you know, people come to me for, for couples counseling. I don't know if they're going to make it as a couple. I don't even know if they're compatible as a couple. But I know that they've signed up to this job of being parents and co-parenting and the happiness of the children should be paramount. Mm-hmm. I agree. You were going to say something about um, just going to court and black men feeling oh, no. like they won't win. Yeah, so that's actually changing. Um, I don't know if some master meeting happens <laughs> <laughs> and and all the courts, uh, the, at least the Brooklyn family court, they decided that, um, you know, they're just going to switch it up. But a lot of men have been getting custody of their children. I actually had a conversation. Funny enough, I had a conversation with Buster about this because he said he had custody of his kids. Buster Rhymes? Yeah, um, so we had we had a whole conversation about that and then um, somebody else another rapper that I was talking to he said he got custody of his well we know that Ludacris won custody oh well Ludacris won Usher won uh, custody yeah, yeah. So it, it really is. Um, I, I've seen it since even my situation that uh, more men are getting custody of their children. And I don't know if that's a social experiment the courts are doing or they come to a realization that, you know, um, it's just been one way all this time and we need to even that out. I don't know what, but I was very surprised, honestly. Um, I was going in it with the intent of, um, you know, at minimum just having joint custody. You know what I'm saying? But given the factors and what was explained, the judge decided that it was best that the child come with me. So you didn't ask for uh, full custody? I, I didn't ask for full custody. Okay. I, I but, but I didn't ask because I didn't want full custody. I didn't ask because I didn't think I was going to get it. So that goes to what you're saying. It's like I went into that situation not knowing what the hell it is. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to do whatever I can to just um, enforce my rights as a father. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it was very difficult to, um, you know, and being out of state at the time, it was just very difficult. So, so what do you think a lot of men are afraid of? The court system, first and foremost. I mean, it reminds you of... 
<laughs> getting locked up, <laughs> uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then the court process itself is a tedious, long time. I was in court for four years. Um, I had initially got, it was temporary custody, but we still were going through the motions of court. You know what I'm saying? So, and let me tell you, man, the court system, the family court system, you know, the court system is is is, is bull. Like, it, it really is. Because I'm only revealing all of this stuff about myself only for the bigger purpose of, like, just trying to explain you don't have to go through what we went through. It, it shouldn't take four years. What had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, um, mm-hmm. when you place lawyers in the middle of your direct conversation, and it's if those lawyers don't have the intent being true mediators, not just check collected, but mediators, meaning that they sit in the room with you and their intent is to mediate a solution between the two of you, then your lawyer, you're going to get caught up in all of that stuff, um, what lawyers do and, you know, they like to control the narrative and they start throwing things in the game and the further away that you get from communicating with the mother and father, or the further away you stop communication with the mother and father is um, the more complicated it gets. Okay. What needed to happen initially is that me and my son's mother need to get put in the room together. With me, a therapist. Or, you know, we, uh, yeah, not just... Not me course. specifically, but... Yeah, but I just mean not not don't put us in a room with just a court of um a court assisting uh whatever the official title was like really put the two parents in the room with the therapist like you said and I think more things would happen um we winded up getting caught up in the battle because of the extra added um elements than you know really going um into really deconcentrated um mediation you understand what i'm saying because it it becomes it, it becomes like weapons like if I go to if I go to a, a fight and all I have is my fist, that means that I have to use my might in order to, yeah. you know, in my will and my strength in order to to win. But if I go in there and I got a gun, I'm gonna make it easy to blast as soon as you do anything. And so I think once you add all of these other point appointed actors into the situation, it becomes very complex in order to get it back. And you know, for me doing. Uh, I know doing divorce mediation as well as child support mediation it's very lucrative like for a therapist doing that it's like four or five hundred dollars an hour to do that to do that kind of work and so total after the whole process is definitely over 20 grand yeah but a lawyer is is five times that you know what i'm saying and so they're 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 thinking also about their bottom line and the billable hours and Mm -hmm. what happens with the court system at times is that your child just becomes another child it's another number on the docket another case Uh of the day and they're not really truly looking at you and looking and seeing who you are, they're not even interested in figuring those things out. They're like, if you if you were such a responsible person and you were such good a good upstanding father, then why are you here? I mean, that's just re- really what the idea is. 
but courts are courts were supposed to help us resolve issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's a DMV for family <laughs> problems. That's all. It, that's all it is. It has the same structure, the same vibe. You sitting in the courtroom all day. You sitting in the lobby watching other people miserable like you. It's just it's 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 just a family problem DMV. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, you know, if if you can avoid it. Um, I would say try your best to get a mediator and get you and the other person in the room and y'all just gotta like you know if we would have sat there and just for, for a couple of hours hashed all that stuff out um, might might not have went a different way I don't know but because um, you know I would still think she you know she was still kind of in a funny mentality at the time but um, I just think after four years we could have summed that up into one week mm. you get what I'm saying yeah um, plus the process going back and forth to court if you go to court and something ain't right you gotta reschedule that's two three months later you come back you know you need this you gotta come back two three months um she threw all types of stuff on the table accusations and everything that you know you gotta defend which wastes time it just turns into a whole thing sad state of affairs you understand what I'm saying and um and so where it was like I said it, if it, we had mediation and we were forced to kind of like just be in the same room for a lengthy amount of time so we really just laid things out and got it out I think that would have been way more effective way less dramatic um, and all of that you know what I'm saying and like I said, I'm availing all of this just for the, the bigger picture of anybody going through this to give some insight and stuff. We definitely didn't have to go down the route that we went. Okay. And so if you had to do it all over again, would you? Um, I would, given the situation and how it went down, I, I could see that I would have had to still go through the courts, but I would have um, I, I would have definitely streamlined that whole court process okay. better. Um, I mean, a lot of things was just us being young, you know, in the, in the mental space that we were in and you know being in that situation for the for the first time you don't if you, you know you're not an expert I'm glad I'm not an expert but um you know, there's just a lot of things that you, you go through through that whole process but at the end of the day man mediation is very um very necessary in situations between two people especially when there's a lot of energy passion and anger involved you know what I'm saying um you know there's always one side you know if if, if we were on that thing we wouldn't have to go to the courts but you know I felt like I had to go to the courts so if I had to do it again I, I feel like I probably would wind up having to go through courts but like I said again I would just streamline the situation a bit. and I would have focused more on trying to get me and his mother um into more medi- mediation um, situations than just court defense. You get what I'm saying? And so what I hear you saying is you would have just you would have preferred like having more of a therapeutic experience or therapeutic intervention rather than going straight to court because you guys could have probably resolved it with somebody who allowed you guys to kind of or gave you guys the skills to communicate differently. Because court is not, um, court is nothing therapeutic about court. <laughs> no, it's 
Right. Nobody in there is there to be therapeutic with you. Nobody's using. Um, nobody has the intent of fixing everybody. There's just a. It's just. Well, well, well. I must say, Brooklyn has a Brooklyn Mental Health Court. Brooklyn has yeah, Brooklyn has Court of Innovations. They have Brooklyn Mental Health Court. They have. That's new. They have Court of Innovations has been there. It's been there for a while. Um, but they have Brooklyn Mental Health Court, which is amazing. Um, they have they have drug court. Yeah, they have and and um my first year as a social worker or when I was um actually in school, I worked in the court of innovation and so a lot of the cases got dropped down as long as they they agreed to come to therapeutic um interventions. So courts are changing a little bit. I'm not sure what's gonna happen under this administration, but it is it is changing. But family court, I don't know. Family court is a whole different animal. I've seen a lot of wacky, wacky cases come, you know, my way, um, by way of family court. But what I wanted to ask you is if if there was somebody that you knew were kind of, you know, dealing with this. I had a patient today who um, he actually was attempting to, to commit suicide because he said part of his issue was he was very depressed. He hasn't been able to see his kid, his baby mother's, you know, B word. Um, and he was dealing with some other um, mental health issues, mainly depression and anxiety. And so like not maybe not him, but if you know somebody who's kind of going do that. And I think it's probably common for men to be, you know, depressed about that situation and feel very powerless um, when a woman decides that they want to do whatever they want to do with the child. Or if it's an extreme case, a woman is um, using the child as a weapon. But if you, you know, knew somebody who or somebody listening who may be going through that, like what advice would you give them? Um, again, I would, I would say either try to find somebody that's neutral because between the two of you and um, try to go through as much mediation as possible before you take them steps. But the bigger picture is it really depends on the maturity of the two people, mm-hmm. um, how um, focused they are towards raising the child and, you know, not getting into all of that stuff. But the big, like I said, the biggest thing is mediation. And that's not as easy as, as it sounds, you know what I'm saying? Like to find a neutral partner between two opposing um, elements, you understand what I'm saying? Um, because either one is going to feel biased over the other, or whatever, whatever. So that's why maybe go to your, your local pastor, go find somebody, uh, find somebody like yourself, or what have you, or whatever, whatever. But um, that would be something that would definitely uh, be very helpful to our communities: is mediators, conflict um, resolution. Um, you know, just knowing how to like when I have a beef with somebody or somebody has a beef with me, how to get first us uh, two in the room first and then to bring us down to earth where we can actually listen to each other and get rid of the, uh, get rid of the, um, whatever animosities or negative energies that exist. What I, what I will say is there are also a lot of community-based organizations that help with, um, fatherhood programs yeah and so so I actually had to go through one of those okay uh, court appointed mm-hmm. so it was like a um, 
it was a three uh, I'd go for it, three sessions um, it was like a fatherhood program um, it's pretty basic you know what I'm saying um, you know we sit in the room with other fathers go through a workbook talk about you know parenting fatherhood you know the importance of um, connecting with your children and stuff like that and then you go through you have a graduation after that that was court appointed okay so I had to go through that process and did you did you find value in that um, I found value in it because I opened myself up to find the value in it but you know a couple of other people was there just like this is just going through the motions you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. once again I want to thank Theron T. Smith of the Smithsonian Podcast Smith with an F for coming through and sharing his personal experience with being a single dad and what it was like for him to go through the court system and actually gaining custody of his son. So thank you for listening and be well. You've listened to another episode of the Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikita Banks, licensed clinical social worker, and this is Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. If you are looking for any information, any resources about today's show, or if you just want to drop a line and say, hey, and subscribe to our mailing list, you can do so at our website, blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, comment, share, and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can. And we cannot do that without you. Thank you for listening. Be well.